Sometimes I get to feel I was back in the old days Long ago When we were kids When we were young Things seemed so perfect You know The days were endless We were crazy We were young Alright folks, we're back You're listening to the Drew Marshall Show Streaming live at DrewMarshall.ca And live right here in Southern Ontario On Joy 1250 That's my name just in case you couldn't figure that out. Also in the studio with Tim the Tool. Thank you. Tim's been with me a long time now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sounded very, very white on that. Oh, yeah. It's uh, gotten to my heart here. <laughs> I love the way you make me feel. Stop it, baby. Hey, you know what? Sometimes Christmas with the family can be like a soap opera. See what I did there? Nicely done. Because these ladies are... These Judy Evans. Yeah. Judy Evans made her television debut on the CBS drama... Do you say drama or drama? I prefer drama. Guiding Light 1983 is The Troubled Beth Reigns. Her performance won her the 1984 Daytime Emmy Award as Outstanding Supporting Actress. In 1986, Evans joined NBC's Days of Our Lives, where she portrayed the popular Adrian Kyriakis. By the way, I am not going to continue reading this bio because I'm terrified I'm going to mispronounce stuff because I, I'm, not a, I'm not a soap opera guy, right? Did you have you like Last soap I watched was Dallas. Oh, jeez. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I wasn't a huge soap opera watcher. But I, I admire these people for how much work they do. How, how is, many shows yes. they knock out. They have to do a lot of memorizing, a lot of rehearsal. Well, sometimes no rehearsal, and they still got to knock it out, right? I want to talk to Judy Evans. Okay. Judy Evans on the Drew Marshall Show. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. How are you? Thank you for being so cheery on a Saturday afternoon, Judy Evans. <laughs> Judy, what is with Canadians being your biggest fans? Like, is that not a proven thing? Canadians are our days of our lives junkies? Oh, my gosh. Um, actually, you know, I've always, when I was on uh, Another World and Getting Light, Canada is like our biggest supporter of daytime dramas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I bow down to you. Stop it. <laughs> um, c- congratulations to you and your kind uh, of your ilk. <laughs> For 50th anniversary of Days of Our Lives. fifty. Do you have any cast members who have been there on the show for 50 years? Or are they all dead? No, I mean the characters. The characters. Yeah. Um, um, well, I think that, um, gosh, Frances Reed, who just passed a couple of years ago, she was one of the original cast members. But, uh, no, I don't think they're um, on, I think all the characters who were been in there in the beginning have, have passed. Or, you know. Yeah. Uh, at least their characters have. Yeah. Hey, um, here's the research that I did, so I don't look as much like an ignorant fool during this interview as I'm going to look anyway. Uh, you've been playing Adrian since 86, on and off. Started This character started off a poor, shy girl from the wrong side of the tracks with a difficult childhood and met Prince Charming, the wealthiest boy in town. They had a fairy tale wedding, uh, and they were married and divorced three times. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a fairy tale, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> behind Jerry yes, Springer's house. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Full white trash still is. No. <laughs> Being an Emmy winner from the age of eighteen, did that help you? You know, kind of getting that acclamation at such a young age, or did you ever turn into a Justin Bieber? <laughs> no, I was never Justin Bieber. I just, you know, it's it's funny. It's one of those things that I kind of, you know, it's uh, what I think what. Um, kept me uh, employed for so long is that the um, character of Beth was written so well 
Um, I, I think anybody could have played it, but, you know, it gave me that opportunity to play that role. And, and from that, I think just springboarded into the other characters I've played. So, you know, I was lucky enough to come into, uh, come onto a show that was so good and written so well from the get go hmm. that kind of, you know, it's because of them really that I think I stayed employed. I don't think uh, I've had a, I've had owners of shows and producers of shows say things like, Emmys don't mean anything. Oh, oh, okay. Well, good thing. Good to know. Good to know. I think it's, you know, it's a wonderful um, way that your peers can acknowledge, you know, I mean, everybody in soap operas, everybody who works on soap operas works really hard and does really well. So I think it's kind of hard to say that one person's better than the other. I think they're all pretty damn great. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite a uh, quite a story uh, that you, that you have. Um, you, you're on this show that is has turned fifty, and you turned fifty last year. Sorry, that you know, it's all out there. It's in public. Hey, fifty one this year. Yeah, yeah. So, but turning yeah. turning fifty last year was that a head spin for you at all? No, no. I think uh, turning twenty two is hard for me. I got a washer and dryer and refrigerator kind of all in the same week, and it was like, oh my god, I'm a grown up. And that was the only time I ever like think I had a meltdown for like twenty four or forty eight hours. Other than that, it's just a number, and it's how how young you feel, and yeah. you know, earned every year and every wrinkle. Damn it. Yeah, good except for, you. for the couples that couple that I use, you know, that, with uh, Botox that I got rid of. Other than that, everything's great. <laughs> what I, I, these are these are the questions I really want to ask. I don't want to talk about your soap career. I want to I want to find out this about you. <laughs> okay. where, where is your favorite miniature golf course? Is it the one in Tarzana? No, my favorite miniature golf course is actually off the sixty freeway, but it's not there anymore. So, uh, but uh, it was off the sixty freeway by the six hundred five. Was a great little with a little windmill and a big shoe. <laughs> it was in uh, gosh, what's that town? Uh, Rosemead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, well, which celebrity would you like to play a doubles match with? Oh, uh, tennis. Yeah. Let's see who's got the biggest balls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a Johnny Carson moment right there with uh, with the wife of Jack Nicholas. I think that's what how that went down. Oh man! Uh, I would definitely say Mel um, uh, Mel Gibson. He'd probably be a lot of fun to play tennis with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably would. <laughs> oh my goodness! Too funny. Um, what is what is your 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 other job because that's something you know i grew up in the funeral <laughs> business right i grew up in a funeral home above a funeral home it's a, it's the family business Excellent. yeah wonderful which one well I, I it's not one you would know i reckon but it's called marshall funeral home just north of uh, toronto in a little town called richmond hill oh. Oh, yeah. no, I don't know it offhand, but uh, that's excellent. Wow. So you work Where? at Rose Hills Cemetery in L.A.? Yes, uh, Rose Hills Memorial Park and Mortuary. It's um, actually the largest cemetery and mortuary in North America. Wow. You guys must be killing it. <laughs> people just dying to get in. <laughs> You're an important person. you got a lot of people underneath you. See, I can go all day with this stuff. <laughs> must be some stiff oh, yeah, competition. Yeah, and it works with there. a lot of stiff. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Right, there we go. Exactly, right? That was, my, that was my nickname at camp. Remember that, <laughs> Tim? Stiff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. So why are you, how yeah. did you get into that? Most normal people don't get into that. <laughs> it was funny, um, you know, a friend of uh, I was, the show had taken me off uh, contract about eight years ago, and, you know, I really, my manager has been a good friend of mine for years and years, said, you know, Judy, you know, really great and all, but, you know, there's not a lot of roles for women your age. Is there anything else you could do? 
And I was trying to figure out something to do. My girlfriend suggested she'd had a friend who worked at Rose Hills as a pre-planning advisor. And so I went and I applied. And two weeks later, I was working there. And since then, I've become, I went to become a family service counselor and then a unit sales manager in the pre-planning department. And now I'm a sales director at the, in the pre-planning department. So I love it. I love helping people, um, whether it's in their darkest time of need or ahead of time so that their families don't have to experience all the emotional angst and, of course, financial angst that comes with not, and not having been pre-planned. Hmm. I I uh, am still a hospital chaplain, and I've said many times oh. that the the honor it is to be with a family as their loved one passes. Uh, C.S. Lewis talked. C.S. Lewis talked a lot about. He quoted the well. He talked a lot about the Celts, and the Celts called these these moments thin places. He said there are places, like physical places around the world, that they would they would call thin places where the gap between the creator and the created gets really, really thin. And I think there is mm-hmm. no thinner place than being at someone's bedside as they pass. Oh my gosh, I totally agree. There are three, three really important times, I think, in a person's life, you know, when their children are born, when their children get married or, you know, uh, are with someone that they love mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain cemetery and then, I mean, a certain part of their lives. And then when people pass away and to be, a, it is an honor to be a part of one of those most, you know, important parts of people's lives. Absolutely. So I, I would imagine, see, for me, I, spiritual authenticity comes, uh, became much more of a reality for me when I, when I faced my mortality, and it was easy for me to face my mortality, having grown up in the funeral business. Um, so I've been always very, always very, very spiritually curious. Do you think there's a correlation in your life between this, this, you know, death business that you're a part of and and your spiritual journey? Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, I recently, uh, three years ago, uh, converted to Catholicism. So. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with my working at the cemetery, working with uh, families and, hmm. you know, understanding more about spiritual spirituality and how important it is for us to be there for other people, to love one another, to, you know, be in touch with whatever God it is that you believe in and, you know, to give back. And it's so important. And I think, you know, for me, God has put me on this earth for a reason and a purpose. And it wasn't to entertain people. It was to help people during their darkest times and be there for them. So why it really does bring you closer. You know, I I, I got to be honest. I have not heard of many. So when I'm hanging out at the pub and having conversations with different people, I can't remember the last time said to me, you know, I converted to Catholicism a few years ago. So that's a unique mm-hmm. thing. Uh, what happened in your life? Like, how did that go down? I'd always been drawn to Catholicism. I've been, you know, part of many different churches throughout um, my, uh, as a kid, my parents didn't go to church, but I decided at six years old that I should start going to church. So my parents would drop me off at church many times, or I'd walk to church on Sunday mornings. But I'd always been drawn to Catholicism. My parents weren't Catholic, so they were very much Protestants. And um, after my mom passed, I just I 
you know, we'd go to different churches, and I started going to this church by my house, and I just fell in love with two of the, not fell in love with, but two of the priests had great homilies, and I felt at home at that church. People, it just, I was drawn to that particular church, and that congregation was so opening and welcoming, and I felt like I had come home, and that was that. And about a, I tried to convert one year, but the timing didn't work out with the classes, and the next uh, actually, a couple of years later, it just fell into place. It was the right time, right place, and I've, you know, I've been home ever since. Well, well I think you picked a good time to jump on on the um, on the. I was going to say the bandwagon. That's not what I meant. I think you picked a good time to become a Catholic because, dude. Oh, I just called you dude. Sorry, um, Judy. Mm, that's okay, dude. I got it. <laughs> um, the oh pul- this pulp is rocking it, right? Seriously. In it, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a come come coming back to faith and humanity. He's yeah. such a great pope, and you know, trying to just bring the world together. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe in this God or that God, but love one another, be there for one another, and you know what? It doesn't matter who you love; just love someone. And I love that he does, he spreads that message. Um. If you had to be stuck on a desert island with only one book, one series of books, would it be Stephen King or Anne Rice? Oh, oh man, Stephen King because there's more, <laughs> <laughs> bigger library. I'd need a lot to read a lot. <laughs> you know, Anne has Anne has been a guest on our show a couple of times. I find her just a fascinating woman, and her spiritual journey is is just so unique, so interesting. Um, really, yeah. I'd love to meet her one day. Well, you're a fan of her wow. writing, are you not? I am very much so. Well, uh, well, actually, I'm so glad you br- more books. I'm so glad you brought that up because we've actually got Anne Rice on the other line. Hello, Anne. I'm. How, how are you, Anne? Oh, we had her. She's gone now. I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry oh, about that. Man, yeah. You're so cool. You're yeah. mean. You're just mean. <laughs> I was all excited after like two seconds. <laughs> no. Um, well, I I wanted to just give you a special present because anybody who performs uh, as a baby clown in their lifetime uh who's you, you deserve therapy and presence lots of therapy and lots of presence yes lots of therapy <laughs> your, your parents are trapeze artists true story and your brothers yes, juggled true 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 story my parents were tra- trapeze artists i was born in the circus my brothers did gosh all different things um did some of the uh did uh, the elephant act the whip back they were clowns also, and then I started as a clown at two and a half, so about 10 years old. Wow. Well, you've been... You've well, been... My mom thought it was time for me to be a lady, and I've never forgiven her for that. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Like, Too funny. Really? <laughs> and are you a Christmas junkie? You like Christmas a lot, or are you a, a bummer Christmas person like me? You know, um, I I like the I love the idea of Christmas and I love the warmth of Christmas. The present whole thing, I don't like. Yeah. Um, what about the music? Do you I'm like Christmas those, music? I love Christmas music. It's so happy and cheery. Absolutely. Can we can we just play you a track from someone? I, I want you to listen to this song. We're actually getting people to critique this Christmas song. Can you just just hang on there for have a listen to this? Sure. And we're just going to play twenty seconds of it, and then we'll get your critique. Okay. 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 Judy Evans critiquing Christmas music on the Drew Marshall show. Have a listen. Here we go. I really need to go. Jen, you just got here. I really can't stay. Baby, <laughs> it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's it's cold outside. This evening has been. Hoping that you so drop in. Very nice. I'll 
hold your hands there just like My mother will start to worry. All right, just fade that down. Just that was just a little sample of a Christmas song that we were, we were playing on our show today. Uh, what do you think of that song, Judy? Best Christmas song ever. Whoever sings that song, man, they must be really special people. That's all I got to say. Really? Nicest, ni- probably the nicest people in in the business, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who sings that song? Yeah, Jim Louie and Eric ah! Mason. the best ever. I had I recognized those voices right away. Okay, honestly, from my point of view, I am sick of Christmas music, and I'm sick of people doing that song. And she sounds horrible in that song. She's got this little girl voice, and it sounds like she's singing a duet with John Schneider, who's done a duet with everybody except uh, 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 John Jesus. Lennon. Um, I, ugh, I just... <laughs> Like and I've got to get excited about this because her publicist has sent me this material and I got to play this stuff now. Oh my god, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> you're so bad. Do you not? Can you not be honest? Like I, you know, I know you guys work in the same show, but can you not be honest? Can you not say a little bit of truth about that song? Oh my gosh, they're wonderful. Stop it! I'm gonna have to slap you something. <laughs> All right. All I need to say is, Jen. I I tried to get her. I tried to drag her down in the mud. She wouldn't go, Jen. Uh, well, she she Judy Evans is amazing. <laughs> and Tinsel Time, Tinsel Time is even better. My new single. <laughs> It's an original. Maybe you would like that one since you're so tired of everything else. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's terrible. Can you hit him for me? Are you in studio? Can you hit him? Slap him? Hurt him? I am not in studio. If I was in studio, he would be hitting the head with a fireplace poker. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Seriously. I mean, we need to cut off his Christmas balls right now. Oh, my. You guys are like soap opera actresses and evil and coming up with nasty <laughs> scenarios. This is not no, good. We're such evil humanitarians. Uh, on the phone, <laughs> on the phone with Judy Evans and in being interrupted, our lovely conversation being interrupted by Jen <laughs> Lilly, uh, also from Days of Our Lives. Hello, Jen Lilly. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Happy 50th. You don't look a day younger. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, my mom, my mom always says growing up, my mom always says lie up. So if I was like, I'm 50, you'd be like, damn, girl. (laughs) You you, uh, you've been on Days of Our Lives since 2013, if I have my facts correct. Is that true? Yes. And Judy, Judy, you've been on since, what was it again? 1967? (laughs) What was it again? Yeah, something like that. Um, here's the thing I, I am trying to understand, Jen Lilly, and I want, I want Judy's opinion on this as well. So Jen, you read, you bake, you do crafts, your angry face is a joke. Heck, you were in the book of <laughs> Esther, right? So what's a nerd like yeah. you playing an evil biatch like Teresa Donovan, who is deliciously evil. She's like a nine layer <laughs> cake and you just can't get enough. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they hired me. I mean, when they approached me about it, I was like, uh, what? Like, can you, I literally, this is what I wrote back. I was like, can you spell Teresa for me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this could not be the girl you're asking me to audition for. But But yeah, I mean, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to play her. But but, but Judy, 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 you you know Jen Lilly off camera. You know what she's like (laughs) when the camera's not rolling. Tell me you've seen a little bit of that, that scariness, that deliciously evilness. 
Uh, well, let's just say she has a deliciously evil sense of humor, and she is a deliciously evil baker. Uh, that would, that's <laughs> what I can honestly say about that woman. Man. All right. I, I want to quote. I want to read a quote here. I asked for th- uh, certain things in my contract that people said would be impossible, but I stood on my faith and against all odds, I got those things. I daily pray for God to help me be a peacemaker and help me through my scenes. My character is so evil uh, that it's just unlike me. And obviously, there's a lot of sex on the show. Obviously, uh, when the time comes, I'm going to use it. As an opportunity to show abstinence, which I fully believe in. I don't understand no, how my friends can do... that's a misquote. Yeah, that's what I'm... I want to just kind of pull that, that apart. That's a hilarious misquote. I remember seeing that in print and being like, no, I never mentioned the abstinence thing. I mean, I personally practiced abstinence till I was married. Uh, and I think that's... I think I'm... I do think that that's important, especially for girls' self-esteem. But um, half of the quote was right. Until you see the abstinence part, which is like really weird. It was thrown in there. Right. Um, it was like my phone cut out or something when I was talking to that interviewer and throwing <laughs> it together. I was like, "Wait, what?" Wait. No. Um, but what I what I meant or what I would have been saying was that what I use when Teresa's like having sex with Brady or whatever, and or just with any guy. When, when it's a little different now because her and Brady are falling in love. But when she was just being promiscuous and just using people uh, and kind of using sex as a weapon, it never fulfilled her. And I think that was important to me that, you know, I think everybody's searching for meaning in their life and searching. I think everyone personally has a God shaped hole in their life and they're searching for answers they're searching for meaning and, and worth in their life. And um, I think that you could either play the sex as like super satisfying and the drugs is something that like really gets her day going, or you can play it as like the way I play it, which is, which was that it's still not, it's not the answer for her. Right. She's still, like, miserable. So that's that. Well, I, the, one of the reasons Michael. I wanted to have you both on at the Michael. same... Did, I, did you say Michael? Uh, yeah, I was trying to get my husband's attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation's getting her a little hot, you know. Yeah, Michael, hey. Michael! About abstinence. I'm like, honey, come here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so listen this conversation I used to have a lot I've been doing the show for 13 years and I've interviewed a lot of celebrities about their spiritual lives and I, I remember early on I used to go it was a default thing it was low hanging fruit I'd go to the question uh, to somebody for example I have a friend named Tracy Melkier who's been in, a, in the soap industry for a bit I'm friends with Candace Cameron Bure and, and so we'd come up with this conversation of wait a second if you're a Jesus person and you know you're trying to be all moral and stuff how can you be in in, in stuff on oh, television I love this question let's talk about it no but it's irritating <laughs> no, no. isn't it no this is exactly the question that I hope every single person asks me <sighs> I when okay. I was offered the role of Teresa Donovan I'm so excited you asked this question <laughs> okay. I um I was like no I don't want to do this I cannot like I don't know how I'm going to justify this this is like awkward and weird for me because of those exact reasons and as a Bible-believing Christian, I really, I know that God's speaking to me because it says my sheep will know my voice. And he was like, this is your role. And I can't say no, Lord, because if you know anything about English language, that's an oxymoron. And so I was like, okay, I can't say no, Lord, but I can say why. And that is something God encourages people to seek the answer. And he said to me, he said, I need you to play this role because the Teresa Donovans of the world need to know that I love them. I love them relentlessly, and I don't. And God does not love me, John Lilly, super Christian. He does not love me any more than he loves a harlot. He does not love me any more. He loves us all the same, and he and it says that God sent His only Son Jesus to die for us, 
and be the sacrifice for us when we were yet sinners. I mean, when we were at our darkest, that's when God said, you're perfect, you're beautiful, and you are so worth dying for. So that is why I absolutely the role of Teresa. Wow. Jesus came down to save the sinners, not the ones who weren't without sin. Yeah, <laughs> and, and even Jesus us. said, and yeah. I'm, I'm, the great physicians <laughs> don't come to heal the, the well. They come to heal the sick. Nope. That's right. That's right. All right. And for, for me, um, you know, I, I recently you know, converted to Catholicism. I, I have become a lector, and I, now I know why God had me be an actor for 30 years so that I could proclaim His Word and, and get people to listen. It wasn't just, you know, reading the yeah. Word. It was, uh, you know, performing it for them so that they hear it, understand it, and love it, and embrace it. Can I, can I play the, um, the spiritually uncoordinated person uh, role just for a second, please? Sure. sure. Um, I think I've had people say um, that uh, to me over the years. They've said, look, it's acting. Lighten up. Can we not just say that? Or does it need to be deeper? Jen? For me, it is deeper. I think that's a cop-out. You know, for me, it's totally, it's a deeper thing. I mean, I, this is not my chosen profession. I really feel that I was called to do it, and I feel I was called to do it because I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I don't think my faith makes me better than anyone else. And I think that, you know, if you look at the Bible, Jesus hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes. That was like his M.O., you know, because he's like, I, I don't need to be with the religious bigots and zealots. I need to be with people that, you know, need to be loved. And so I'm just here to love people. Yeah. So I don't think, I think, you know, I don't think it's making too much of it. For me, that's what it is. Mm-mm. Well, you girls are really interesting. And, I, you know, I spoke to a guy who, who runs a, a big Christian speakers bureau place down in Nashville a number of years ago. And I, I pitched him this friend of mine who's a soap opera chick or ex-soap opera chick. And, uh, and he said, no, I don't think we, we would want her. I said, what are you talking about? Well, you know, because she's been on soap operas. And I, I, I was perplexed by that. Judy, what would, what's your reaction to that? Um, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, <laughs> that's just, wow. Talk about judging a book by its cover and not really finding out who the person is. That was really, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we're, you know what, one of the things that we do, a lot of the things that we portray are things that people go through in their lives. So if so, if you know, and a lot of times, you know, the the things that come out of the things that the choices that the characters make are lessons that they learn that make them better per- people. That I mean, geez, I'm not perfect by any means. That, Way that's far what I, from that's it. what I've heard. Judy Evans is perfect in my life. I tell you, exception. <laughs> And no one's perfect. There's only, you know, only God and Jesus are perfect. And so, you know, we play imperfect people who learn great lessons, hopefully, you know. So, I mean, gosh, judge us by what we play. And, you know, it's not like we're we're not killing people for Pete's sake, you know. (laughs) Well, and I think that, I mean, Judy, I'm sure you've you've done a lot of other acting outside of soap, right? And it's like, yep, I have food. You know, we've both done a lot of movies, a lot of prime time. And the thing is, is I can honestly say, having worked on all of that, that soap actors work harder than anyone. I don't know anyone else that has memorized 40 pages every night, year-round, five days a week, 365 days, you know, 52 weeks a year. 
And and it's like soap actors are always on time. They always show up. They always know their lines. They're always prepared. And I know from working on films that I get rehired all the time by the same directors because they're like, I can always count on you to know what the hell is going on. Yeah, you know, you I know, like I, you show up prepared. So I I correlate that with uh, with Christian athletes or Christian hockey players. Uh, a, a guy I know who's been a chaplain for some of the NHL teams. Uh, there was a there was a guy who owned one of the teams who was a bit of a jerk when it came to God people, but he did say, uh, uh, "Well, I'll tell everyone it's Don Cherry. Don Cherry is one of the biggest uh, spokespersons. He's a famous Canadian hockey guy, and he's on TV all the time. He's a loudmouth, brash Yahoo, and everyone loves him. But he said, give me a team full, filled with Christians, and I'll win the cup.' And he said that basically on work ethic." principles wow like the whole thing and tenacity not just you know skating around the ice being all gentle jesus meek and mild but i'll I'll drop the gloves too so anyway yeah totally it's easy to be a christian during the good good times it's the test of a christian and when it's not so good and you're still believing and exactly thinking and still grateful and good morning and thank you for waking me up again (laughs) yeah judy i i realize that we've gone over time with you so i want to let you go because i got a bigger name here i got to talk to Uh, i know i know i'm with you (laughs) (laughs) judy i wish you a merry christmas and thank you so much for joining us and and, uh, and and congratulations! You know this 50th anniversary of uh, of Days of Our Lives is a very very cool thing, and uh, and I I just wish you and your family and your whole Catholic stuff the best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and now you've got the real star. Oh, stop! I love you, Jenny. See you soon. Love you. No, not you, Jenny. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. See you. Bye, Judy. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Please don't call me sweetheart on air ever again. Um, <laughs> Jen, Lily, you remind me of my you remind me of my brother Daniel, my my brother in law Daniel. Is he a jerk too. too? Is he an idiot? He he's a, he's tough, tough okay. love. I always hug him because he hates it. Yes, he punches me and I hug him. I'm like, oh, you love this. Oh. You just don't even admit it. You love. You dream about it. You're, you're just like waiting for a hug. You're funny, big old bear. <laughs> Gee, uh, Jen, Lily, Tinsel Time. Uh, yes. W- a little bit of a fun CD that we've been spinning some tracks here on our show. <laughs> that uh, you hate. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I was just setting things up. Um, I actually thought it was quite nice. You actually, your voice reminded me uh, similar tones to Christian Chenoweth. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yeah. Oh, we both wow. thought it. Yep. Thank you. And then I, the, I don't know who the guy was, uh, but he sounded like John Schneider singing. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll relay the message. Well, I take it as a very nice compliment. I think she's obviously amazing um she is is. thank you the spirit of christmas airs december 19th tell us about that yeah i'm so excited about that i'm sure you love christmas movies too ebenezer but it is (laughs) (laughs) december uh, 19th at 8 p.m on lifetime it's called the spirit of christmas and i play a sassy little spitfire lawyer who uh basically she comes from a broken home she doesn't believe in love and she really uh, she's kind of married to her job, and, um, you know, she goes to this inn that's supposedly haunted because she needs to appraise it mm. in order to get a job promotion. She'll do anything for the job. And she runs into Daniel Forsythe, a very handsome ghost who is, um, it's less of a ghost story. The story goes that he has been cursed. It's more like a fairy tale to me. He's been cursed, and he comes back to real life for 12 days every Christmas, and she, they try to figure out the murder mystery because she's like, get out of my way. I need to appraise this house. And he's like, get out of my house. And then, of course, love ensues. But it's a really fun movie. Um, it has a bit of grit to it, too, which I yeah. feel like is a little different than most Christmas movies. Um, and so I appreciated that. 
Love it. It's not, it. To me, it wasn't cheesy. No. So I like the script a lot. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Actually, every time I uh, I talk to, I, I mentioned Candace before, Candace Cameron Bray, uh, who actually, Shane, has been on, like, uh, sorry, I've got other guests in the studio, Shane and Angela Weeb, they're singers. Shane, every time you're on the show, Candace is on the show, and you get you get all the clemped yeah, over there. I'm a pretty big fan. You are. You should be a fan of Jen Lilly. Jen, this is Shane. Shane, this is Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Shane. How's it going? Hi. Okay, enough of you guys. Very good. Um, Jen, if you were stuck on an island with an unlimited supply of pumpkin spice lattes and everything you need to watch a complete box set of one TV series, would you pick I Love Lucy or The Nanny? Oh, God. Oh, God. That's so difficult. Oh, no. I guess I Love Lucy. I guess. Yeah? Well, that's... know what not to do, right? Because she's always making terrible plans. <laughs> It'd be like a survival lesson of sorts, but I don't know. That's tricky because I do love the nanny. Right. Well, really it, tricky. You, I love Lucy. You love the nanny so much that apparently you know every word. Is that is that a true story? I know every word of the theme song, um, definitely. And when when I found out she was working out of right of was out on her fanny. And over the bridge and flushing to her tricky old store. She was going to tell me that she was going to tell me that she was going to tell me that she was going to Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Lilly on the Drew Marshall Show. Big round of applause. When I found out that Mr. Sheffield played my dad on Days of Our Lives, I literally almost passed out. I was like, you don't understand. Because I could meet, like, Dustin Hoffman, who's amazing, obviously. And I'd be like, oh, nice to meet you. Charles Shaughnessy, I was like, Mr. Shaughnessy, like, so I had to, I was like working with him for like three hours, and then finally we were on like a 10 minute break, and I was like, uh, so the nanny's my favorite show, hmm. <laughs> just so you know, Too kind funny. of amazing, Too funny. Yeah, he's awesome, so nice, and his daughter's name is Jennifer as well, or Jeannie, and he calls her Jenny, I think. Yeah, don't anyway. wreck, don't wreck a good story with facts. When was the last yeah, time your your mom brought you uh, bought you a Prada bag? My mom bought me a Prada bag actually like a week and a half ago because I've been really stressed out, and she was like, "Here's some bubble bath." It was really adorable. My mom's amazing. Is it true that women sometimes play the single card even if they're not because maybe they feel that if people, especially men, knew that they were attached, it might impact their bottom line? In other words, they might not get tipped yeah. as much. They might not close as many deals. They might not have as many clients. Absolutely. They might not get acting jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I played that game. I played that game for five years, my first five years of marriage. If I worked with somebody, then I would tell them I was married. I mean, it wasn't like I was flirting, but I never wore my ring to auditions or anything. Yeah, for sure. Especially in Hollywood. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was the last time you had to give Benadryl to your little brother or your husband because of their food allergies kind of turned them into Will Smith on Hitch? Um, or in Hitch? I had to give my husband Benadryl, I feel like like a month ago, maybe, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as Hitch. It was just like, a, my throat itches. I, was like, Let me, I always had Benadryl on my first. When was the last time you were... After you pumped gas, you you put on a little um, little germaphobe cream. Oh, every time I pump gas. <laughs> How do you know all this stuff about me? This is hilarious, stalker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have like I have I have like Bath and Body Works. I have like every single scent all over the place. The smell of yeah. OCD. That's. I'm like, is my brother in the studio? That's what my brother calls it. The smell of OCD. This is bizarre. So where are you getting your facts? 
feel like you're reading my mind. Are you skiing with me right now? Or are you like on the slope? Stop it. Stop it. Are you skiing? You're not skiing. Yeah, I'm skiing. I am skiing right now. I, I'm pulled up. I have pulled over with my skis on the side of the mountain talking to you. That's hilarious. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Too yeah. Fu- where are you skiing? Mexico? Big. Um, no, Big Bear. <laughs> yeah, Mexico in the sand. Yeah. Nice. Um, no, I'm skiing in Big Bear with my husband. I. I promised him I would take him skiing today. So, and you're doing an interview. So nice of you. <laughs> He's like, you ski down, I'll stay here. That's funny, Jen. I I heard that you were going to be an absolute ball, and t- it turns out you were you were a lot more fun than what's her name was. You know. So. Oh God, there's no way I was more fun than. Uh, She's Judy crazy. Evans. That girl is cray cray. Awesome. Judy Evans, I love her. Funny. Yeah, she's sassafras. Merry Christmas, uh, Jen. I wish you the best. I hope people tune in on December 19th to watch The Spirit of Christmas. I hope people go out and buy Tinsel Time, and uh, I hope Gloria so Gaynor and you come out with some disco song in the near future. Oh, my gosh. I hope so, too. She's awesome. She's incredible. <laughs> um, we, we had her on, uh, I don't know, a year ago, I think, and, and it was funny because she was eating breakfast and doing the interview on speakerphone. Remember that, Tim? Yes, Sounds I totally right. remember that. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, great to chat with you from Canada. Merry Christmas, Jen Lilly. Merry Christmas to you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. That was fun. All right, folks, a very, very short break. We'll be right back. But don't you despair, because Santa's aware of who's been naughty and who's nice. I'm hoping for 